arch enemies. The four of you that were here last time not only have Anon and this stranger now appeared, but Kilvarax, who was with you, is no longer with you. He walked through the doorway just as you did, but he is no longer with you. He has been replaced somehow by these two other characters. It's like being on the ocean at low tide, right? It has that sort of smell of, of corrupted salt air and that sort of thing. The smell is amazing, up, even up here. There are puddles of, of fetid water. You also see like small snakes like slithering through through the water and the mud from down below. So as you step down the bottom of the stairs there, again, one of these large passes of swamp grass is off to the side with the, with these butterflies that are silver with black wings, and then these larger moth-type creatures with dark purples and black. You find it very unusual that moths and butterflies are in the same area, seemingly doing the same thing, and Kess in particular, because of the success that you had on your check, as you really look at it, that kind of strange thought occurs to you, wait a minute, why are there both butterflies and moths in the same area? you notice that they are they are actually fighting with one another that they are definitely antagonistic to each other it's in it is in common and it says it has two arrows on it and an arrow point ahead says telemy hill t e l e m y telemy hill and then a an arrow off to the right like the northeast of the sign says murky lake do not go You have taken your short rest. You are on or near the shore, and Batrid has not come back. I'm going to kind of point to the kind of compass directions and cast a message each time saying, Batrid, what is your location, and when do you plan to return to us? What is the range on that? 120 feet. Okay. Like I said, not a significant range, but... Yep. Cool. I wonder if Bully... Uh, you do not get a response. Hot butter. <laughs> I wonder if Bully will taste like Could frog. you imagine the response you would have gotten? Because... <laughs> oh, the voices. <laughs> <laughs> Cass says okay. he wasn't much used anyway. Not really, no. But we need that boat, right? Not sure we do. Perhaps the lake is not deep. She could spearfish a boot off the bottom. Good point. What does the uh, what does the lake water look like? Is it murky? I'm assuming it. it matches its namesake it absolutely matches its namesake yeah the top of it is covered in this like this 
gelatinous slime that as like the snakes and things move out of it kind of parts and then refinishes. So there's definitely a a film on top of it. But at least it doesn't smell any worse than the rest of the swamp. It's the smell is consistent. Is the wallet colored or stained? Yeah, it's like a, I wouldn't say stained. It's not like if you put your hand, it's not going to turn your hand black or whatever like that. But it's definitely not like, it is not the crystal clear shimmering water that you all saw in the stream not so long ago. Might as well get this over with. Fred's going to plop her butt down and take off her boots. I'm going to make life a little bit easier on me and probably harder all at the same time. I'm going to glance at everybody and blush and strip down to my skivvies and put it in my backpack. And I'm going to change into the king. Cool. Do you care about how accurate your representation is? Not really. I just want the legs so I can swim easier. Cool. All right. Rai has just morphed into what can best be described as the Swamp King. Before she starts shifting, Candy's like, you do realize that the clothes will still get... Oh. (laughs) 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 And in the voice that he... Obviously not the words from earlier. She's going to say, that's why I stuffed them in my pack. Okay. Yeah, Zizo's like, whoa, what the hell? <laughs> Y'all are weird. The only people who've ever seen her fully change before is Kess and Anon. Um, yeah, Anon. So this is a first for the rest of you guys. Okay. This is more than mere illusion, it appears. Kess is looking around for tactical advantage. Are there any trees or anything around the lake? Give me a perception check, Kess. Something in my eye. Nine. Nine. Cool. There are trees like like on the edge of the lake, but they're twisted and crooked, so it would really depend on what you wanted to use them for. There definitely seems to be some sort of impurity kind of permeating all the flora in the area. Kess turns and addresses Enon and Candy and says, seems to me the those who are comfortable in water and muck might approach the hag directly while the rest of us provide backup and a possible ambush. That was this one's thinking as well. That and stealth is not my strong suit. It's a clang the scale mail armor. Alara is going to look at Kat. Well, <laughs> King Bollywog is going to look at Kess and say, Ribbit. <laughs> <laughs> you can always swim with me, baby. Kess says, I was thinking more climb a tree with my longbow. Inan just looks at the exchange, just sighs heavily, and just starts to step towards the lake. <laughs> cool. I figured you and I could flank. Yes, says, okay. So, on the lake, do we see anything that looks like a structure? Again, there's, so as you're now closer to the edge of the lake, you can see that there is an island in the middle of the lake with several, like, small wooden rooms connected with, like, rope bridge type like passageways there's probably four or five different buildings that are all connected in this in in this way 
Does it look like a village or like just a villa? That's it's not. Yeah, it's much more villa than village. Yes. Are we able to gauge how far away the island is from the shore? Roughly. Mm, cert- certainly swimmable range, maybe 150 feet, 100 feet, something like that. So. Before we start moving out, I'll once again place my arm on his shoulder and the eyes roll back and we'll send the owl out. He's yep. doing that thing again. Cool. <laughs> yeah. As the owl kind of soars over the water and approaches the island, how much control of the owl do you have? Or is the owl sort of free flying? I believe that I'm inhabiting it. So I don't know if that means I completely control where it goes or if I can just see through its senses. Awesome. So as the owl crosses over the island, it flies like like in between the buildings. And then as it rounds one corner, it lands on like a perch that seems to be there, right? Like just kind of, uh, it's not like it like materialized out of nowhere or anything like that. But it just lands on, lands on this perch and this, this crumpled green skin frog looking woman shambles over to it uh, and reaches out like a decrepit hand towards it mm, aren't you a pretty birdie just runs its greasy fingers across its feathers and it's, it's the woman's mouth is just full like full of like bread and saliva and it's drooling all over herself as she pets the pets the wings of the bird and the bird so seems you get this, this feeling that it's within a hundred feet of me yep. so it's yeah okay so it's so, close yeah, so, enough so, yeah so we'll say that the island is about a hundred feet away exactly so it's still within a hundred feet and the bird had no issue with this woman petting it? So you're not connected to it necessarily, not. However... Sorry, Candy, Gaming, yes, good. Yeah, no worries, yeah. Candy, you definitely get a feeling that the bird's not super comfortable with whoever this person I'm is, but does not... Doesn't... I doesn't seem to be... in... Uh, in control of its faculties enough to necessarily yeah. fly off? I was gonna do something, but then I just realized I don't have any spells that have a range of touch. Yeah. And so this woman again as she strokes something. Well, birdie. Fly back to your friends now. <laughs> and the bird takes off and flies back towards you. I have the bird extend a single talon towards her, the middle one. Not like offensively, just like a yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, and the bird flies back to you, and you can you get the sense that like the owl is freaked out. I will drop out of it. Yeah. She knows that we are here, and was able to affect my familiar. Affect him how? It couldn't leave her until she gave it permission. Oh. Kess says, definitely climbing a tree. And goes off and climbs the tallest tree around. Cool. The tallest tree the tallest tree that you think can like support even your your size is about fifteen feet tall. 
the climbing somewhat tough because there are like no like long branches or anything like that because the trees here are all in this awful state of corrupted stunted growth as you as you climb the tree though as you're doing it give me another perception check please and by the way i've stowed my long sword got out my longbow it's on cool. my back and i'm climbing the tree i appreciate that and thank you here's my perception still something in my eyes still fought still a nine okay cool yep cool excellent then we proceed cool and i hat in on the shell and kind of start wading into the water and I'm just oh, cool. Let's go. Makes his way into the water as well. All right, Ziza, Zir, and Alari. How do you proceed, Alari? You're swimming in bullywood form, yeah. Okay. And actually, though, if Kess is gonna stay on this shore, I'm gonna leave my pack and my clothes and whatnot behind. Cool. And I'm going to bring. Ugh, no, shite. Because technically, that means I'm without armor. Let me see something really fast. Little see, that's who you should have used your twin spell mage armor <laughs> yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm going to leave my pack and my clothes and everything there, but I'm going to put my sword and one of my daggers, you know, my dagger belt on my waist. So I'm swimming... <laughs> Mostly naked with a belt, belt. blades. Yeah. And remember, too, the king was wearing this audaciously bright-colored costume. So you're, so Alari is not is not exposed to the world. I'm assuming that when you polymorphed, you polymorphed in what you saw, so... Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Z's- I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. How tall was the king? How, we never asked how tall these guys were. Sure. So the soldiers that you've seen are fairly short, like three to four feet tall. Um, uh-huh. Which is what kind of makes their ostentatiousness comical. But the king was taller, but certainly not as tall as you and Furlo. Okay. Maybe like the size so, of Ziza, so about about five feet tall or so. Five feet, six, something like that. Okay. So like roughly Josh-sized. <laughs> <laughs> right there with you. All right, yeah. so Ziza, how do you plan on traversing the lake? I don't know. Out, outside of just trying to outright swim, I... Is there any way I could, I don't want to, and I, I'd be too embarrassed and I don't want to like fully try to get on and on again, but could I try to be in the water like like with an arm out like on the shell like to assist with swimming, f- propelling forward without just fully being on my own? Yeah, I don't okay. see any issue with that. And on, how about... And on, is it okay uh, if I just, I, I don't want to climb on top of you or anything, but can I just get a little bit of a pull here as I, as we go across here? I don't want to drag you guys down. while we cross. Oh, okay. Cool, yeah, thanks, thanks. So you're a part of the amphibious assault team? (laughs) I'm going for it, yeah. I don't have a lot of range for to be out, and I don't think I can climb a tree well, so. (laughs) All right, Zir. Anand, good sir. Could I possibly get a lift? Great. Inan, the water taxi. (laughs) I'm not sure how buoyant I am, but you can attempt, and we'll leave that up. We'll leave it up to Josh to how, determine. How buoyant? How buoyant is a okay? Zir, you're you're a half half elf also, aren't you? No, human. Are you are human? Do turtles float? They have a swim speed, right? Sure. Yeah, I would assume that you won't, uh, you're trying to ride me as a boat as opposed to swim alongside me, correct? Yeah, I don't know how much buoyancy I will have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we're gonna deal with that in a moment. So everybody who is 
in the water. And so Zir, not you. Kess, not you. Everybody else, I need a wisdom saving throw, please. DC 12, and so I need to know if you failed. 25. Candy succeeds. I failed. Rock on. Ziza succeeds. Ziza succeeds. Alarai? Succeeds, 17. Cool, okay, cool. So Anon is the only one that failed, for shame. The rest of you, particularly Candy and Ziza, uh, you recognize that there is something, this is more than just fetid swamp water, that there is definitely some sort of a, there's something magical, something mystical, something mysterious in the water. Some quality of the water is mysterious. You can feel its pull Arcana on your psyche. Uh, it's almost unnecessary, like because you wouldn't glean anything additional <laughs> other than there's something. There seems to be something pulling on your psyche when you got in the water. Inan, I need a d20 roll from you, please. A three. Cool. So something about what's going on right now with you. you've got one person holding on to your belt and somebody else riding you like a boat you are reminded of the last time that you were made to feel foolish in front of other people and consumed with this psychic weight describe what happened i remember being with my siblings and we were having a test of strength to see who could swim out from the beach the furthest and back and I remember reaching making it further than everybody else but I didn't save anything to for the trip back I did win the contest but I was unable to return to shore without assistance making me the, the loser of the, the, the contest of strength oof yeah so you're gripped with the heaviness of that you're reminded of that as you're as you feel a little foolish with one person on your back and the other one on your belt, and so you take three points of psychic damage. Okay, how do you want me to mark that? Oh. It's just regular oh, damage. Okay. Yep, it's just regular. Yep, yep. Okay, you. Those of you who are making it to the shore make it there. Yeah, and from within the uh, one of the huts on the island, you hear this kind of croaking voice say, so what act of desperation brings you to my home my little chickadees and how far off are we when this happens mm, you're maybe it's from one of the from one of the huts on the it's basically as you step foot on the on the island that you were swimming out to it comes from it's from one of the one of the huts inside the building and actually sorry actually specifically because when the owl kind of flew over you knew where the perch was and everything so you're probably 30 or 40 feet away from where the perch was I'll cast message to Cass are we ready and Cass whispers back I have my longbow drawn and ready just tell me when to fire do you have visual Give me a a perception check, Kess. Third time's the charm, right? Fortunately, there's nothing in my eye now. 21. You do not have visual... You can see them on on the island. You cannot see anybody else. Behind you, you hear a... You hear something scraping through the mud, but it's very, very halting. So, Kess says to... 
candy. Messages a one-time thing, so you've already sent your message back. To my do you have a visual? I thought you already replied to that. Okay, sorry. Nope. Okay, carry on. Cass says, there's something limping around behind me, and I can see you on the island. That's it. From where Kess is, where roughly would I need to bring the hag to so that she would have line of sight? There's like a collection of like wooden huts that are connected with these gangways. There's one sort of right in front of you, and then there's one there's one kind of like immediately to the right of it. And, and there's a gangway that runs between them. It would need to be about there, because beyond the beyond that kind of second hut to off to your right there, it's so foggy. Like, it's hard for you to make out where the where Kess is at this point. Uh, you can triangulate and say, she must be right there. But you're kind of, you feel like you're at the uh, the very edge of the, uh, the visual acuity range uh, from somebody from the shore. Um, so the way that my shape works is unless she saw me change she is going to assume that i am who i pers- who i look like i am cool unless she does, unless she succeeds unless she knows you're not yeah unless yep. she has true sight or knows that Mm-mm. you don't speak fully true sight won't work oh so i'm actually yeah. and mind you i'm not wearing his clothes because my clothes don't change so i'm oh, actually interesting I'm wearing Alarai's bra and panties, cool. <laughs> loosely hanging off of me. But I'm literally going to draw myself up with importance and stick my little froggy chest out. Yep. With and my little froggy lack of butt. I imagine myself like the Warner Brothers <laughs> frog, just without my top hat. <laughs> Hello, my brother. Hello. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm going to look at her and I'm going to stomp my foot and make it squelch on purpose. And I'm going to say, I demand that you come out here now. I deserve to know why you won't leave my land. In common. Yep. Because I can't speak his language. Right, you don't speak her language. She will tackle Maniathy. <laughs> it seems that somebody he has been studying outsiders and learned their tongue. I suspect that tongue's delicious. <laughs> I needed to learn other things. But I demand you come here. I'm literally, I'm trying to draw him out so yep. that Kess can get a beat on him. Yep. Yep. I'm going to cast uh, jump. Okay. Last uh, for a minute. It's not concentration. Cool. And the uh, next round, I'm going to cast mirror image, which mm-hmm. is also a minute and does not require concentration. Cool. Alari, give me a charisma check, please. Give me oh, a one? persuasion check. Persuasion, please. Persuasion. Please. And since you convincingly look like the the Swamp King, I will let you roll it at advantage. 23. You hear the sounds of... It's like a, like a walking stick and then two shuffles. And it's very slow and drawn out. It takes a little bit for it to move along here. Kess. So on the shore, so you still can only see your five compadres, but the scraping sound that was behind you is getting closer. And then you hear, where'd they go? 
Scraping sound. Huh. Can I see anything down that way? You certainly can. If you look over your shoulder and behind you, you see a single three-foot-tall frog wearing a chest plate dragging boat. <laughs> what looks like two leaves shaped together like a boat. And it seems very heavy. So I'm going to call down to him and say, Hey, Botrid, oh. stay where you are. I didn't see you. Stay where you are and be quiet. Okay. He's trying very hard not to move a muscle. You can hide, Botrid. Okay. Uh, okay. He puts the front part of the boat down and gets towards like the middle of it and tries to uh, tries to pull it to flip it over onto himself and he is exerting quite a lot to do this uh, I call down again Botrid you're making a lot uh, of noise sir, do you think sir. you could hide behind this tree I'm trying to hide I'll try so he goes and he hides behind he like he stands behind the tree Good. Stay right there. Hey, can I go? Can I get my pike? It's in the. It's in the boat. We might need it in the boat. Why don't you just wait? Okay. Back on the island after <laughs> a solid minute of. Dunk. Please don't say a solid minute because my spells will both expire. <laughs> okay, for, forty-five seconds. We'll say forty-five seconds. Shook. This odd-looking creature that Anon and... Who else saw the visions? Anon and Candy and Ziza saw in the in the visions. Oh, no, sorry. It wasn't Anon. It was... Who saw it? No. I think it was just the two of us. I think it was two just you, Ziza and Candy. Then somebody jumped oh, okay. across the water, but didn't... Okay. It, was it was Zier. Yeah, okay. The woman that you saw wearing the bright red cap with the scraggly hair and the green cracked skin comes into view as she rounds the hut there to the right. Kess, finally, I, you can see her now. She's on this little, for lack of a better word, this like deck that's outside the outside the house there, the second hut that she's around. And she looks like she looks like some sort of like weird like woman crossbreed with a frog. Like she's all hunched over. She has this tall walking stick that she's holding like at its base and is nearly walking on on all fours and then she looks at you Alari uh, or uh, Swamp King nay Alari uh, and in Bullywug croaks loudly at you so once that he she is within the visual range of Kess I am going to cast haste on myself Okay. And I am going to jump so that I land behind her and mm-hmm. then green flame blade and attack. Okay, so let's get into initiative then, please. So everybody roll initiative. And Kess had the longbow notched throughout, so is ready to yep. fire when it comes to be Kess's turn. Sounds perfect. But that will be a while, because initiative for me is only eight. Eight. Thirteen for Alari. In honor, rolled a ten. Seven for Zir. How do you get a twenty? 
25. Who do I have? I am missing... Um, I think candy just me. Oh. 25. And... Awesome. Okay, so... Candy, you jump over her, so land behind her. Five, um, five you have the first spinning, yeah. swirling images of Candy it seem to blink and accelerate and begin rapidly moving. And then just like a blur. Just So would that be part of the first round, or is that kind of a precursor to the first round? I would say you've got the principal initiative, and your principal initiative is way ahead of everybody else's. So I would say that's the first thing. You'll get three more rounds of the other spell that you cast that expired yep. after a minute. You'll get three rounds of that, considering how long it took her to go ahead and walk over, before that expires, if you need it further. But you, your first round will be you land behind her and can make an attack. And once I land there, do I see another foe within five feet of me. Within five feet of you? No. Okay. So I got a 23 to hit. Okay, that will definitely hit. And that is 11 slashing damage and 8 fire damage. Okay. Cool. And then because I am hasted, I get another action. Oof. Which is a 22 to hit. Also a hit. This time it's only seven slashing and five fire. So that's 19 and 12, so 31 total points of damage. Oof. Okay. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Okay. Easted wizard with a great yep. sword. Okay. The initiative is yours. Given that you are in bullywug form, you can easily and adeptly move to be in range this turn. How far away is she? We'll say 30 feet. Yep. Okay. I was gonna say because I don't get his any of his abilities. I get, I keep my own. Oh god. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I'm just gonna. I imagine duck feet flapping as I run, run up there, and as I'm running, I'm going to draw the short blade of Fake Keep that I got from the Silverman, yep. and sink it in. Okay. Roll your attack. <laughs> I get a natural twenty. A natural 20. First cool. time on that die. Yay. All right. Excellent. So um, first of all, double damage. Yep. So actually, so start with your, so it's D4, right? So start with your D4 and then roll an additional D4. So start with okay. four. Yep. And is that double the plus four I have on my daggers? No. So it's, if it's, so the dagger does four plus four and then roll a D4 and add on top of that. Okay. Ooh, I rolled two fours. Cool. Twelve. Yes, yeah, so that's twelve okay. points of damage. Awesome. Okay. And that's my. That's my okay. round. Yeah. And does Bavlorna get a save for the effect of the dagger? I, I don't remember what I told. Does you. it? Would it affect her? I guess would be my next question. Fey fiends or celestials? You would assume that a hag would be fey. Okay. So yeah, it's a saving throw. Eight plus proficiency plus wisdom for me. That's gonna be eight. Plus my wisdom. So is that my, that's my plus one. Your wisdom modifier, yeah. Yep. So that's eight. That'll be 12. 12. Uh, Wow. She did not succeed in (laughs) nearly the grandest of fashions. So that die is going well. Um, cool. Okay. So she will, she will move away from you on her next round. 10 feet. Yep. So she's did about you, 30 feet away from you. Did you turn her? Well, no, I ran. 
I ran up to her, so right. I'm right you in did. front of her. I'm talking about Ziza. Uh oh. It's Ziza's turn now. Yeah. As far as you can tell, Candace, she just stabbed her with a dagger, and it's a dagger that she got from the Silverman. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Ziza sees it is really astonished. Like suddenly, all of a sudden, this stuff happened, and she just watched the crazy jump and the blades, and then running up to her. And so he thinks, all right, yeah, well, I guess we're attacking this thing. He's jazzed up about it. Ziza is going to cast Chaos Bolt. And... Nice. Okay, so I need to make a ranged spell attack. Okay, that was a crit fail, so all good here. <laughs> cool, okay, so I need you to roll for me a d6, please. Okay. Yeah, again, Ziza, not very used to being in combat. Not Feeling pretty flustered, but caught yeah. up in the moment. I like it. I like it. Four. So no awesome. seeking spell meta magic, huh? Got it. Cool. So <laughs> no, I rolled no. a two, you did, and you rolled a four. So that's fine. So that means that we did not match on your critical failure. However, so you like you cast chaos bolt. You said right? Yeah. So chaos bolt in a critical fail situation would. What would chaos bolt normally do? Normally, it is it, it rolls two d eights. Plus one d6 damage, and then one of the d8s it like rolls on a on, for the damage type that it's going to do. It's not like a fixed damage type, depending on what the d8 roll is. It's either acid, cold, fire, etc. Cool. Okay, I, I'd like you to roll that d8, please. Okay. That's a six, so that's poison. Cool. Perfect. So as you cast Perfect. the spell, you realize that your kind of your connection to the weave is somehow being disrupted. You're not totally sure what's going on here, but take two points of poison damage. Okay. It's like the spell like backfires on you. Got it. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Okay. She will go next. And with a speed that you have not yet seen her move, she immediately moves like... 10 feet away from Alari and uh, Candy. So it's it like Alari uh, and you were bookending her, right? So she moves immediately to her left about 15 feet away and casts a spell at... Uh, attack of opportunity? Sure. Thank you. Would I get one? Because yep. even though she's technically moving away because of what I did to her? She is, is, she's being forced to move. So as I, long as... Oh. So if the movement is forcing her to use a reaction or an action to move it does trigger but if it is just says must move but doesn't force her to use an action to do so then it would not hold on one second let me just double check here not um, to get all rules nerdy yep. sorry <laughs> no i just I, again that's fine this um, came up in a game for me a couple of months ago and i ruled wrong someone was using dissonant whispers to force someone to flee and i did not allow it and i should have yeah, opportunity attacks cannot be forced by cannot be provoked by forced movement. But it's not for so she has to move, but she She's has to use one of her movement or her action to do. It is a shove, telekinetic yeah. shove. Okay, that's yep. She's using her own movement. That's fair. Yep. Okay. Okay. Very, so I do get fair enough. Yep. Okay. I don't have Warcaster, so I can't use Green Flame Blade again. And I get advantage because she's within. We're flanking her. Yep. So that would be a fifteen to hit. Will not hit. Okay. 25 to hit? Will hit. Now, if you have advantage, does that trigger sneak attack? Not. Yeah, I guess it would. I, that's also awesome because I forgot to use my to. bonus action to be able to attack again. Yep. All right. Four, 10, 11. So that will be a lovely 16 damage. Okay. Sweet. Oof. Okay, now that we're through that. <laughs> All right. 
Awesome. Okay. Rogues uh, are fun. Right. <laughs> okay, so all that she has she has now moved away from you, so she's no longer in, in melee range of either one of you, and she would wave her spear off to the left, and out of the muck and the soot that kind of covers the island that she's on, two figures that look exactly like her but are only about a foot or so tall and have like bright blue skin pop out of the muck. That is the extent of her turn. We're in a great tag golems. One of which actually is because rolled a natural 20 on his initiative, is within melee range with movement of candy. So, Candy, I would like you to please, uh, one second, attack. Lunges out with a dagger, uh, for a 25 to hit. Oh, crap. Yeah, even with a haste and with mm-hmm. shield, that won't help. Cool. Take 10 points of piercing damage, because I rolled a 4 on the d4. Okay. Cool. And I uh, got a 19 on my do- concentration check, so I maintain haste. Okie dokie. Sweet, and on. Next, please. Okay. Oh, the- actually, I'm sorry. I need you to roll a d20 to see if it hits me or one of my mirrors. I rolled an 8. It hits one of my mirrors instead. Yep. Okay, so the mirror goes away. Yep. Okay, now a 9. Okay, the... I'm assuming this is the hag. It is. I missed out on the last the last adventure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The so nobody has seen this hag before. This is nobody knows who this looks like. But the assu- the assumption would be that this is the hag that you guys have all been conversing about, and she's discussed. Okay, and she stepped back, and she's clear of the other two party members. Am I able to discern from her looks? Is she looking worn? Does she look like she's injured? She's definitely taken some significant hits from right, so from little- uh, Candy Hitter. Yeah, she's looking a little rough. Still seems well within. She's not like dying or anything like that. It's only been one round. But okay. she's definitely taken some hits. In okay. particular, the dagger hit that that, uh, that Alari hit her with seemed to, to spook her somehow. Okay. In that case, I'm going to go ahead and use the Tides of Chaos to uh, gain advantage on my attack roll. Okay. And then I'm going to cast Thunderbolt. Okay. I'm uh, sorry, Lightning Bolt. Okay. And does a 23 hit? 23 will hit. All right, and that's 8d6. Oof. Lightning Bolt's a saving throw, not an attack roll. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. Uh, you're right. Yep. Yeah, dex 14. You're right. Yep. I'm sorry. Whew, she will just barely oh. make her saving throw. <laughs> so she'll take <laughs> yes. half damage. Is, is there anything flammable behind her as well? Is she standing uh, in front of yeah. the huts? Yeah. yeah, the huts are all made of this, like, dry. Like, it's not dry, so it's probably... We'll see if it catches on fire, but it'll probably be like a disadvantage to see if it gets caught on fire. But Too bad you couldn't get into a line with one of the mini-me's. Yeah, yeah, I probably should have moved, maneuvered, but... Yep. Okay, so half damage. Yep. What do you, you prefer to do 46 or just do 86 and half? Yeah, just roll 46, that's fine. 13. And I'm gonna wow to see if one of the huts catches on fire. I rolled a natural one, so one of the huts has caught on fire. Well, uh, none cast... of those methane bubbles are around. <laughs> I know. Cast from across the lake. One of the fires. There's something is on fire, and the bullywog at the base of the tree. Whispers, is that supposed to happen? And I whisper back, yes. It's your turn. ready on my signal, and so. I am going to take the notched longbow, and I'm going to warn you 
out of game in advance that I'm spending a key point to do a stunning strike and okay. remind you that I get two attacks because I'm now level five. So this yep. is my first attack with stunning strike. And so your con saving throw is DC 13 on that. So I'm uh, drawing, I- shooting my longbow at her and that would be a 23 to hit. That will hit. Okay. So that is a stunning strike with the DC 13. Yep, I, uh, I rolled a 26 to save, so... You're okay, then. Except oh. that you take six damage, and now I'm going to fire my longbow at her again. Mm-hmm. The second one will miss, because it's only 11 to hit. Correct, that will miss. Okay. Okay. Alrighty. Any other actions or reactions or anything? I'm not going to move. I have okay. a reaction ready if she should attempt to fire at me but we'll get to that if it happens. Yep, yep. Okay. Very unlikely. Zier. Okay, Josh, this is where you get to say yes or no. If you remember last game, I picked up a curse blade <laughs> and I, I traded it off for something better. I think we, we had a discussion about I traded it for something different. Because I wrote down mm-hmm. a, a that I have a sun sword now. Yep. Okay. So I'm right. going to use... You, you gave... Yeah, you gave Zilvarin the, the curse blade. blade. Yeah, I didn't keep it. Yeah. For once, I made... I, did, I, mean, I, I can't did imagine a, why. I For once, I didn't do something incredibly dumb and keep you a You did a smarty. Object. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've kept cursed objects before. They're not fun. Turned myself into a uh, lich that way. Anyways... Yeah, they can be extremely fun. Yeah. So what's the question? Yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to make sure we, I had that object because I didn't write it down on my sheet. And I was like looking back through my notes and I was nope, wondering if I had. Okay. It is uh-huh. a just a standard sword attack. The plus one to attack and plus one yep. to damage. So roll a d20. Let's see what we get. And we got a 10 to attack, which probably doesn't do anything. Nope. Nope. Okay. Does not. Okay. Cool. Okay. Candy, it will be your attack at the beginning of the of round two here. Off to the side, to like your left, about twenty feet away from you. A it's like the the fabric of reality begins to twirl and swirl a little bit. Like you're assuming it's some sort of a portal. And it is the center of the portal is just absolutely black as night. Thank you for joining us. This has been Tabletop Journeys. We would love to hear your feedback on our show today. Join us at www.ttjourneys.com where you can subscribe to the blog to leave comments and see all the content that we publish beyond the podcast. You can also stay in touch by subscribing to our Twitter, at TT Journeys, by joining our Facebook group, Tabletop Journeys, or by sending an email directly to podcast at ttjourneys.com. And remember, if you want early access to all of our episodes, a chance to drop dice with your favorite hosts, and maybe even appear in one of our actual plays, you can join our Patreon to help support the show at patreon.com forward slash ttjourneys. You're listening to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or Audible. We would appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast on that platform. Full episodes come out every week on Saturdays, and every Tuesday features our actual play episodes. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our growing community. And in the words of another traveler along our path, 
We bid you shade and sweet water.